Welcome to Inside the Flock Podcast, Episode 1. We're your hosts, Jacob and Adam, and today we're going to be talking about the NFL draft and so much more. So let's get into this. First and foremost, who do you think the Ravens are going to take in the NFL draft? Um, well, I'm kind of going off the beaten path a little bit. You know, everybody's kind of picking, you know, the typical Kenneth Murray, you know, mm-hmm. Patrick Queen kind of, you know, the typical linebacker, which yep. is a, you know, a hole that we really need to address. But I'm going to double down and go the 6'6", 280-pound edge defender out of Iowa and A.J. Epinesa. You know, I really think that last year, you know, mm-hmm. kind of one of our biggest issues was not getting a bunch of pressure on the quarterback and – you know, he kind of fits that for us really well. You know, I think if mm-hmm. we could really stick him next to, you know, if we hopefully keep Matt Judon, stick him next to Judon, Kalias Campbell, Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, and, you know, he could really eat in our system, I think. You know, his 2019 yeah. stats were he had 32 solo tackles, 11 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. He was really a, you know, really a, a, a wreck. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Really, um, something to be reckoned with last year in the uh, in the Big Ten. Um, you know, I think just the one issue he kind of struggles with is you know his lateral movement. Um, you know, he's not the most shifty guy on the outside, mm-hmm. and but he really does a lot of his great work inside. You know, really bull rushing, using his length very well, really using the, the power in his hands to really push back the pocket and. Yeah. You know, he really uses that that pressure of collapsing it, and you know, really helps the guys on the outside. So, mm-hmm. you know, Judon could be seeing a really, really good year next year if if, if he stays. End up taking Epinesa, and of course, if we don't trade him, I hope we do. Um, but that's another conversation. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, you know, he kind of had an interesting combine, and you know, if if I told you about a month ago that you know. Epinesa falling to 28, you'd probably think I'm crazy, but you know, he did end up running a 5.04. He had a bench press of 17 and a 20 yard That's... shuttle of 4.46. So, Yikes. you know, the one time he really, you know, could shine and show his athletic ability, it didn't happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, with all this Corona stuff, he's not really gotten a chance to, like, you know, really revive and show what he yeah. can do because, you know, all the cancellation of pro days and private workouts and stuff. But, you know, I think, I think again, it's like Orlando Brown where, you know, you got to look at the game tape rather than just yeah. field measurables. Um, you know, so I, I think really at 28 that that's almost a perfect fit just in my eyes. You know, yeah. I've seen a lot of comps that have said, you know, he looks a lot like JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a lot of Derek Wolf in him, and you know, I really think if we can get that extra edge piece, that'll just put us over the edge next year. Do you? No pun intended. Do you think uh, we would have to trade back? Do you think we should trade back for him, or do you think we have to stay at twenty eight? Um, I I think we'd have to stay at twenty eight, if not even move up a little bit. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't you know, know, there's just. This year, past Chase Young, you know, there's I guess a slim pickings with really elite edge guys in the first round. You know, mm. I mean, there's a bunch of mid round, you know, in the second, yeah. and third round prospects that, you know, that are just, you know, would really fit well. But you know, I, I still think that he's edge number two or three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think if anything, we'd have to move up to grab him. Mm. But all right, well, you're stick. You you've went off the path, but I'm going to stick on the path. I prefer Murray, Kenneth Murray, OU. Mm-hmm. And just after watching the Ravens-Titans game, I can't bear watch 
primarily <laughs> Earl Thomas yeah. chased down <laughs> Derrick Henry 99% oh, of the Lord. game. And, well, that's just annoying. And I'm a person that gets very angry at types of those things. He's just that – he's got that chase down speed and that tackling that it's one of the best, if not the best in the class. And that's our primary problem. And that was our primary yeah. problem versus the Titans. And he's just – he's got a – He's got that athleticism that is needed, and we haven't well, – last year primarily, we struggled with that. We didn't have one athletic linebacker that is a C.J. Mosley or a Ray Lewis-type yeah. player, and this is like the first time in our team's history that we actually haven't had an elite linebacker at middle linebacker. And I feel he could – he needs better decision-making, His and his instincts are not – great but all of those are fixable those are very mm-hmm. simple things to adjust and fix but and i wouldn't be opposed opposed to queen but one first first and foremost queen has only had one primarily yeah. primarily good year while murray has had three consistent and good three years at ou and He's just been one of the most consistent linebackers, if not the most consistent linebacker at the college level. And his combine was good, first and foremost. And I feel it's just – it's just a, a – it's meant to be. Even if we have to trade up, I feel it's just necessary to get yeah. him. And, I mean, we've been in love with OU players these last few years. Yeah, that's I mean, EDC's – some of the most in the league. That's EDC's uh, weakness, I guess, OU players. And he's just got to – he's just the player to be. He he. If there is one player in this draft that needs to be a Raven, it's Kenneth Murray. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that you're right on that. I think the only the only thing that I see in him that kind of scares me a little bit is, you know, he just tends to not be crazy physical in his tackling ability sometimes. You know, he tends to kind of shut off some, some tackles and kind of, like, use his arms rather than get – His over-aggressiveness, yeah. But he, he's definitely, I think, one of the most elite prospects. But, yeah. you know, I mean, just like you asked me, I mean, what do you think? Do we stay put to get him or are we going to have to move up? I feel we'll have to move up, honestly, because there's two teams that I feel that could take him, and that's Patriots and uh, Saints. Both are mm-hmm. ahead of us. And yeah, there are a couple trade targets that I see, primarily Eagles, secondary Raiders at 19. And okay, but at the same time, it's not worth trading up, trading too much draft capital for Kenneth Murray, especially when there's Patrick Queen. Because I'm, as I said, I'm okay with Queen, but I, but Murray is just the better of the two, in my opinion. But they are still very close to one another. But I'm not uh-huh. willing to give up like a third, a fourth, or a, like a second, which I doubt would happen, yeah. but a second or a third or a fourth for. Kenneth Murray, basically. Yeah, which is probably what we'd have to do to move up, you know, nine, eight, nine mm-hmm. spots, I guess. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I guess kind of the question for me, you know, what do you think if Queen and Murray aren't on the board? Is there mm-hmm. a linebacker that you still like at 28? Uh, Zach Bond. Okay. And yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of people that uh, have not. And I don't get Bond the hate with him. I, I, I neither do get I. That hate. Neither do I. It hasn't made sense to me, and I don't understand why. A lot of people like Epinesa over over Bond, but I feel Bond is the better of the two, in my opinion. But at the same time, he's had concerns 
He had the uh, failed drug test, but in, under the new CBA, that really isn't that yeah, it doesn't concerning. affect him at all. Yeah. And then at the same time, he also he is an edge player, but he wants to play inside linebacker, and he mm-hmm. said that and he stated that. So at the same time, you could be in theory filling two or uh, killing two birds with one stone. You can get an edge player and you can get an inside linebacker. So I feel, and I feel he would be available at twenty eight of yeah, all of these. I think so of of all of the players. Pat Queen, Murray, Epinesa, and Bond. I feel Bond would be the like, but would be the only one that I have a hundred percent certainty that would actually fall to twenty eight. Yeah, I guess with him, you know, the only, I mean, the only way he wouldn't be there would be like, you know, if like a, a Bill Belichick like falls in love with him and just kind of reaches on him or something, you know. But he yeah. kind of gives you that like, you know, kind of that Kyle Van Noy feel, you know, that kind of just Swiss Army knife that can really do it all. So. I don't yeah. really understand the hate, you know, because everybody's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to watch the rest of the draft if we don't get him. But, I mean, he's been a baller at Wisconsin, so I don't really yeah, don't really know about that one. Yeah. And then now we're going to go into the point that with Marshall Yonda gone, is our replacement in the – is our is Yonda's replacement in the draft or is he in the uh, Ravens facility already? Well, I mean – you know, I think it's going to be an interesting situation. I think you got to see in the draft who's going to be available. Um, you know, I guess one name that comes to mind at 28 for me is Cesar Ruiz uh, mm-hmm. out of Michigan. You know, he's he's been a really, really good starter for them. Um, you know, another name that kind of comes to mind is Damian Lewis out of LSU. Um, you know, maybe he could be the first LSU player that we ever draft. Mm-hmm. Um you know, another name, I guess, is Nick Harris out of Washington. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in getting most of your talent out of the draft. Agreed. Um, and, you know, I, I guess for me, I haven't seen a ton from Ben Powers yet. Neither have I. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess you could see how Patrick McCarry and how, you know, how he could maybe slide over potentially. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm definitely looking in the draft. But that's yeah. just me. What are your thoughts? I don't think – in my opinion, Ruiz, I don't feel is just good at 28. I feel we would either trade back or trade out and get yeah. early in the second. But at the same time, I don't know if he would last that long. Because yeah. Ruiz, he is probably the best IOL in the draft, if not mm-hmm. certainly the best IOL. But at the same time, I'm not one to trade. or If I'm the Ravens, I'm not one to take an IOL first or uh, yeah. first round because, well, let's just look at Yonda. Yonda was a mid-round pick. Stanley. And that's where and we've made like, our money for sure. And it's like, if you look at our current line, it goes Stanley, who was a first-round pick, yes. Then you've got left guard, who I'm honestly forgetting right now because Bozeman, sorry, Bozeman, undrafted. Well, actually, no, he wasn't undrafted. He was a late-round pick. Center, Skura, undrafted. Right yeah. guard is our position of need. Well, see, and then right tackle is Orlando Brown Jr. and he was a mid round. So, yeah. what's the point in using a first round draft pick when you have succeeded in these mid to late rounds at the O line position specifically? Because yeah, and there's plenty of good O line prospects that are in those mid rounds. I like Hennessy or yeah. Matt Hennessy yeah, primarily, and he is a He's a guy that can play all three in or Iowa positions. So that's me. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, even Tyler Beadaz out of out of Wisconsin. I'm probably butchering the name, but he's even a good option there. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with you. You know, we're we're definitely a team that seems to thrive in getting these offensive linemen in rounds like three to seven, and just developing them for you know a year or two, and they end up being just these amazing prospects. You know, I guess the only only real guy that comes to mind, like you said, is Ronnie, and you know he was the what sixth pick in the draft, so. He was, you know, hopefully destined to be, you know, a really good tackle prospect. And he's ended up being, you know, arguably one of the best tackles in the league. Yeah. So, you know, I really – I agree with you there. I think that, you know, later in the draft is where we'll find our, our money. But you never know. I mean, if they really fall in love with a guy like Caesar, then, you know, that could be that could be the move at 28. Or, like you said, trade back, get some extra picks, and take him early in the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just – it's hard to say because I don't. It's just not worth those or, or those uh early picks, especially when I feel the bigger need is just inside linebacker. For sure, yeah. All right, yeah. I definitely feel like inside linebacker slash. You know, but you know, I do feel like interior offensive line is a big need for us with how run heavy we are. Mm-hmm. But I definitely agree with you. All right, moving on. We're gonna hit Q and A. We own two Instagram pages, and we ask. We will be asking for questions every week on our Instagram pages. And if you want to uh, ask a question, go on there. Uh, I am Ravens fan. Period. Network. He is Ravens Tribune. So, Adam, if you want to start it off. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, one of the more, I guess, interesting questions I got was. Uh, you know, who had the bigger impact on Lamar's MVP season? Was it Lamar or offensive coordinator Greg Roman? I'll let you start it off. It's – I want to say Lamar, but Greg Roman's scheme just – it's perfect for Lamar. And mm-hmm. I can't say – and I the only reason I can't say Lamar is because he's had success with these rushing quarterbacks in the past, primarily Colin Kaepernick, who went to the Super Bowl and played us in 2012, and he was the OC for the 49ers at that time. Yeah. And yeah. it's just his scheme with running quarterbacks has been long time, a long-time success. And I'm afraid that he's going to be leaving us soon because that success has brought a lot of attention to yeah. these running quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought – I honestly thought we were going to lose him this offseason. Same. So, you know, I mean, for Lamar to get an extra year with him, I, I think – it, it really molds well for his future, even beyond Greg. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like if he would have gotten stuck in this, you know, one year with Marty, one year with Greg, one year with another coordinator, you know, that really could have screwed things up. But yeah, you know, now that he's going to at least have a stable coordinator for, you know, two years now, maybe, hopefully more, but you never hopefully, know. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I think that, that really builds well for him. But I mean, for me, you know, I think it's a little bit of a combo. You know, I, I can't really, you can't really like, say that a unanimous, a unanimous MVP didn't have, you know, most of the stuff oh, to yeah. do with rather than it's the like, coordinator. I can't so. deny Lamar is leagues, about, leagues better than he was last year. And yeah. Lamar was still good last year. I He was actually really good. But he has drastically improved. And I cannot deny that Greg Roman had at least half, at least half of the uh, – was half of the solution to this. It's, yeah. His scheme has worked, and it worked well. And it's this the whole. I'm afraid he'll leave, and I feel he'll leave, and I'm just 
gonna hope that that scheme stays knowing how it usually is i'm wary of it but we'll see yeah yeah no i mean we'll see it'll be an interesting year yeah i mean obviously you know i'm i'm hoping for the fan in me that he leaves because that means that we had a really damn good season um but you know hopefully if it's a win-win we have a great season he stays but yeah you know can't be too hopeful all right all right uh moving on i have another question uh your favorite sleeper prospect alex highsmith out of charlotte all right i feel he Uh... i feel he's been underappreciated and he's been moving up really quickly. So that's my primary reason. I'm not really going to get into too depth with it, but Alex Hyde yeah, out of Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I got two, actually. I got uh, Jeremy Chin, mm-hmm. safety out of Southern Illinois. And I got uh, Logan Wilson, linebacker out of Wyoming. Um, you know, there are two guys that really could be there at, you know, 92, you know, who really kind of fit that defensive, like, Swiss Army knife kind of mold who are, you know, really been rising really fast lately. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Logan, Logan could really go in the end of the second. So I don't even know if he'll be there. And I don't even know if he's considered a sleeper anymore, to be honest. But yeah. They're, they're two of my favorite second to third round prospects to begin with. So those are my two. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, what are the chances we take a running back early in this draft? I don't like the chances. Despite the, Despite what the rumor has that we have or we haven't like thrown out that possibility, I don't like the early running back options for us specifically. Yeah, I feel Ingram yeah. at least ha- has at least another, at least one more good season, if not more. And I feel yeah, if for sure. if he was to have an off an off year this or next season, just go in to go into the next draft and get him. Yeah, the and, next draft is where you need it. Yeah. And we don't need one now, right? If if because we have nothing to go off of right now. If we were to just go off of last season purely, and we can't, but it's the only way I can do it, I wouldn't go one in the first round. It's just why, oh, especially yeah. first round, first round definitely, or not. second either. I wouldn't yeah. even go in the third. I mean, but I think the only way that for me I'd be okay with it is if like someone like Jonathan Taylor or you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire fall to sixty. I mean, and that's that's the earliest, and you know anything before that, or even at sixty, it's kind of just like why, you know. I mean, we we need to address, you know, the interior offensive line, the edge, the linebacker. I mean, even some corner depth, you know. So, I definitely don't really like that one, but you know, there's been rumors swirling that, you know, I guess Swift is somehow in play at twenty eight, mm-hmm. which you know, nothing against him; he's an amazing prospect, mm-hmm. but. It's just not what we need right now, you know, especially when you have Gus and you just drafted Justice Hill last year. And like you said, Mark's got another at least a year or two left in him yeah. where he's going to be really productive. I agree. So, all right, uh, next one. So we got your top five favorite wide receiver prospects and best value wide receiver. I'm going to let you go first because I had to think for a second. All right. Well, I mean, my five, no order, are Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. I got Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado. Devin DuVernay out of Texas. And Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. 
for me, I'm going to say the best value is going to be either Brian Edwards at 92 or Pittman at 60. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think Pittman could be the next, like, Mike Evans, you know, kind of falling under the radar a little bit with how crazy yeah, this wide receiver class is. I mean, we could have, you know, what, like three in the top 15 and then another, you know, three from yeah. 15 have, to 30. I, I and it, it's five going in the first round right now. I mean, it, this could be, you know, 10 in the top 60. So, yeah. there, I mean, there's bound to be a guy that's going to fall just because of how many other wide receivers have yeah. gone, and whether that's LaVisco to 60, Pittman is to 60. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. Yeah. But. I, I'm i going to list my five. First, I'm going I'm going to have two that we would have to go for the first round. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and Denzel Mims. Mims okay. is yeah. a very similar to someone like Miles Boykin. He's a massive guy, yeah. but he's also big fan of Mims. Very fast. He's super fast yeah. for his size. And I, that's a like a textbook Lamar target for me. Big and fast. That's what our offense has basically built into so far. And mm-hmm. I feel he would be the best prospect to go for if we were to go to a wide receiver in the first round. Going into the later rounds, I agree with Pittman. I also have Duvernay, and mm-hmm. I'm a bit like uh, – yeah. Uh, what's the word? Like, I'm a bit mixed on one, but, like, Claypool, I don't know if – but okay. yeah. that's a bit of a controversial I, – I he's, Yeah, he's, he's pretty raw, but he's definitely got the – And I don't, know, I don't even know if he'll stay at wide receiver. He could just move to tight end, and yeah. that's it. But he's a prospect yeah. that I like as development, but we are the Ravens, and development isn't our thing. Yeah, and development <laughs> – especially at the wide receiver Yeah, position. so – and, you know, I guess another prospect that kind of came to my mind if you brought up Claypool is uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, yeah. you know, out of Michigan. He's another kind of guy that we would, you know, I feel like, have to develop a little bit. But, he, you know, he's produced a lot. But, you know, I feel like we got to go with guys that have, you know, really made a name for themselves in college that we're not going to have to, you know, wait a year or two to develop because yeah. we don't need a don't need a Brashad Perriman all over again. For but we, we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. Um, what's your ideal position order in the draft? You know, like what uh, positions do you want first yeah. and following that? So for pick 28, let's go inside linebacker. I feel that's just set in stone and the consensus. Pick 55, I'd go edge. Unless, unless yeah, we get like Vaughn, then I would go wide receiver. To pick 60, I would probably go – I'm either in between lineman and wide receiver there because there's something like someone like Hennessy, who I spoke about earlier, and Pittman, who I spoke about earlier. Both, I feel, would be available at 60, and you can only take one. So which of the – which of two do you want? 95, I would go – if whatever we didn't take in the uh, with pick 55 or 60, excuse me. If we took wide receiver at 60, I'd take O-line at 95. If we took O-lineman at 60, I would take wide receiver at 95. 129, I feel just from our past experience, we'd go cornerback because we almost always go cornerback in those mid-rounds. We will always draft a cornerback. Uh, 
pick 134, probably tight end because yep, agree with that. we are down one tight end and we Ravens like to have three tight ends at least from these past yep. couple of years. Uh, pick 171, either running back, another cornerback, or another O-lineman. And I'm going to go with cornerback there just because – it's just a thing we would do. And then 225, I'd like running back, specifically J.J. Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, for me, I think that first pick, really edge or linebacker, yeah. you know, should be the move. Um, you know, then we move into the second one. I'm, you know, if there's a receiver prospect there, I think I'm going to go there. You know, I think I'm going to go wide receiver with that second one and then use that third one to really – you know, try to beef up the O line right mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, use the uh, fourth pick. You know, potentially, potentially go defensive line. You know, I feel like we could use a little bit more depth I, there with losing. You know, Wormley. To I'm trade. very undecided um, D line because I feel we can hold enough, hold up enough for at least a year. Campbell, who we just acquired, yeah. is a beast to put it least yeah. Williams is always been solid and our run defense runs around him. And then Wolf is also very solid. I wish yeah. I am under, I kind of wanted uh, Brockers to stay because he was, yeah, he was at, at, at LA, one of the best run def- or run stoppers in the NFL. And I mean, he opened everything up for yeah. Donald. I mean, I can't even. Donald says Campbell and Brandon would have been. And Donald that, says but... he was, in his opinion, the best run stopping uh, D lineman yeah. in the NFL. So I'm undecided yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking a little bit more towards the future yeah. as well because you know who knows how much longer Campbell has, how much longer yeah. Wolf has. So that's just that reasoning. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think. You know, tight end there again yeah. at some point, you know, like in rounds probably five. Um, you know, obviously DB. Yeah. That's, that's it's just a given. bound to happen. It happens every year, like you said. Um, you know, and then I'm going to double up on on offensive line, you know, um, with our second to last pick. And then last pick, I'm going to go running back. So, you know, I, I mean, I think that's also bound to happen, you know, have a guy that's going to be here through camp. And if he really shows off, if he really shows out, then, you know, he'll make the squad. Yeah. But we'll see. You know, I think I really think this is one of those drafts where we're going to try and beef up both lines and, you know, both both like, you know, especially the linebacker mm-hmm. position. But, you know, the defensive line and offensive line, you know, I think are two of our, our biggest needs personally. But that's just me. The line I – um, as I said, I'm just undecided on. Yeah. Um, all righty, moving on. We got – I mean, we got. We kind of got an interesting question here. Um, I was asked, you know, do you think Brennan Williams is still effective and is he still worth his co- contract? I feel um, – right, I mean, Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think for me, I think the Browns game really showed that. <laughs> You know, really, the one game that he missed last year, it was just. I mean, I mean, we we just got obliterated. You know, there there was no other way around it. And you know, I think next year it's really going to be a career year for him. You know, moving back to his natural position, having you know Calais and and Derek next to him, really opening everything up. And I, I really think he's going to 
be a pro bowler again next year and really show everybody like that he's worth the money that we gave him. Hold on that. Sorry. Uh, um, what was the question? Sorry. I just blanked hard. Um, oh yeah. Williams. He is our complete run stopping and he, his contract, it's expensive. There's nothing I can deny that. And Williams, if go watch main example, the Jaguars game way back 2017, 2016. Oh yeah. That was a game without Brandon Williams and look how badly we were without him. Yeah. That's my prime example. He has he is one of the most effective run stoppers, if not the most effective run stopper in the league. His contract is much a bit much for me, but I feel I feel uh, it's just hard to let that go. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you for sure. All right. Uh, let's move on to the uh, to the last question I got. Um, what positions do you think will double cornerback, up on this year? O-line and possibly more. Really, cornerback. I, it's just, actually when you when you question me like that, I kind of go back on it. I think O line is a given. I think linebackers sure. might be a given. Edge and yeah. cornerback are possibilities, and that's where I stand at. Yeah. I mean, I, I I honestly think this is a year with how many just really solid wide receiver prospects there are that this could be a, a year that we double up again. You know, I mean, even Eric said that, you know, you can find starters in the fifth round, you know. So I, I think it's – I think it really could happen that we draft a receiver in our first three picks and then double up, you know, with our seventh or eighth pick and really – you know, find yeah. that that sleeper prospect that you know. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to yeah. develop, but you know, it could really be some good depth for us. Um, so, you know, I, I think I agree with you. You know, the offensive line is a given. Um, you know, linebacker I think could happen as well, but wide receiver I think is one that should happen hopefully. But you never know. But yeah, that about wraps it up for all the questions that we got. That. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, we're going to the draft, and this is Eric Costa's second draft. His first draft has been so far pretty solid, but it'll take it'll yeah, take some time really to uh, figure out what is what and who will be a bust and who will be your uh, next hit. And well, draft is three days away, so I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. can't wait for it. It's, gonna be, it's definitely helping us through this, these tough times. So, all right. So, thank you, listen, thank you for listening to Inside the Flock. We will be doing these once a week, same uh, platform. We are on multiple platforms. If you could leave us a rating, please do. Thank you for listening to us, and that about wraps it up. Thank you, everyone. All Bye-bye. right, see you guys.